0: Welcome to our latest episode of Reimagine Faith. I'm TJ Stone here with Destiny Love and Lauren Swain. And today we are going to be talking about the topic of the patriarchy and how that has influenced uh, our faiths, especially Western civilizations' thoughts and especially the Christian worldview, and is getting even more micro. Niche down the Western evangelical church and how we have um, often been scared of of femininity and of promoting women uh, in Ooh. the church or to to positions of power and and why that that might be. Destiny sounds like you got some thoughts.
1: Yes, because of course, as we reimagine faith and we are taking like literally all the limitations off of this faith thing. I, I just think we have to always explore like some of the parts that maybe hinder that. And I think about just very often how we don't want to lean into the femininity, the divine feminine of God and, and what that looks like. I was recently talking with someone and and they were talking about, They didn't want to, it was a male and he was saying he didn't want to be weak. And, you know, that's like a woman thing or a feminine thing. And it wasn't in line with his faith, basically. And so I asked him, well, what did he, what were his thoughts around um, God is is in the feminine? And it was as if I, uh, you know, cursed him or something. And so it's just, it makes me really, I' curious and how we could step out of that box. but then, like, where that comes from, and like some people are way more comfortable talking about the divine and the divine feminine. And really, like, what does that look like as a as a faith community? Like how can we reimagine that in a way that is a better representation of God? I guess that's my question Hmm. Mm. so many questions right sorry (laughs) y'all
2: yeah (laughs) kind of like looking at both the 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 feminine piece as well as the masculine piece how we integrate that I think it I mean I just think it goes for me it feels kind of like this connection right so yeah. We, you know, as we're always talking about like the body, like the more we're connected to parts of the body, the more we can integrate that feminine piece and that that masculine piece, because I think that's just where we get the balance. I think about just how um, God has created us. Right. And like just relationally speaking, created relationally, we're we're there for almost kind of like influence, right, for support. But then also there's a little bit of influence. Um and so when I hear that, like, oh, no, that's like some feminine stuff, then I begin to say, what does that feminine circle look like around you to where there's, there, that, there hasn't been that integration or even that influence as much or even just the acceptability of that influence could be it too right
1: And and seeing the feminine in in as a man right and i know that gets challenging right because tj you brought up a really important thing of the fear around homosexuality but as a as a man a ma- man that is all man and masculine right i still see the importance of leaning leaning into his feminine energy mm-hmm. just like when i think about a woman i'm all woman i'm female right but i still lean into my masculine energy for different at different times and in different ways and i think it, like if i can't do that then i can't be my full self i can't fully express who i am
0: yeah yeah uh, well and I believe that there there are the two forces in the universe, right? There is the masculine, the divine masculine, and the divine feminine. And I believe that creative force that we call God, who is the creator of all things, is often viewed and talked about as being a man, but is, it's very clear when you really read into the depths of Scripture that God is without sex or gender, that that's kind of a... Three-dimensional human carbon life form kind of thing—a concept that we have here in this reality. But in the spirit world, we're not male and female as it exists on the on the sexual counterpart. Only exist to propagate the race and to create more people. It's 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 uh, it serves a physical function. It's not who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. Your your spirit is not the spirit of a male or a female, actually, and mm. neither and neither is God. But we both have equally just because we're made in the image of God, and God is both divine mother and dem- divine father, divine male, divine female, masculine, feminine, however you want to label it. So we have equal parts those energies in us. What the Western world has done is we have elevated the masculine and subjugated the feminine. Mm. And, that, and that has played out in every social system we have, every religious system we have, every political system we have. I mean, women in this country didn't even have the right to vote till a little over 50 years ago. You know, that, right, that, that's right. how that's how behind the times right. we are. Right. Um, um, oh, yeah. my
1: goodness. So, yeah, and, yeah. And,
0: and that's just, and that's just uh you know, a microcosm <laughs> of what's been happening. I mean, women were property literally just a few hundred years ago and, and oh, were, were endowed uh, upon. Uh, you didn't actually, you were actually the property of your father
2: mm-hmm. a-
0: until you were betrothed to another man. And then you become the property Whoa. of your husband.
2: Come and you had to bring TJ. a
0: dowry and 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 the way that, that that you know people would kind of position themselves in the social order and hierarchy is is the father would have to have the best dowry to basically entice a a better marriage or potentially to marry up in your social class you had to be able to present more goods Ooh. Either money or livestock or property or Whoa. whatever, along with the marriage, to be able to what they would call to marry well. And that is oh the goodness. only the only way that a woman could ever increase their social status would be to marry up. And the only way <laughs> they could marry up is if their dad could pony up enough uh, money or property to entice a higher marriage.
1: Oh, my. And Lauren, we're,
0: we're talking about the Middle Ages. That was like 300 years ago.
1: Sure. But like, I don't know about you, Lauren, but that like ruffles so many feathers. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But then also show you how we're not that far away from that in so many, you know, different
2: spaces. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, part of it's not really that far removed as so we would like to like to say or think i mean just with a lot of things that we want to say they were far removed from hello it still kind of plays out i think about like the last the name i always think about name change when i think about that sense of um passing the baton or passing the child on oh yeah ownership. it takes me back to the name shift and and what that means and things of that nature too
0: and who's taking the names? Classically, it's the women are taking the names of the men. You have the name, the surname of your father and then you take the surname of your husband because you are part of them.
1: And one thing TJ as you were speaking, you know, cuz my I'm always reimagining what this could look like in a perfect world. I know there's so many different factors, but I was thinking about, huh, well maybe we'll just begin to Um, Like in different faith communities, different church services, different whatever, wherever we are worshiping God, what if we just begin to say mother God, just like we do father God? Hmm. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, does that get like super duper complicated? And like, do we just say father because it's easier and it's what everybody, what we've always done, you know? What do y'all think? I don't
2: even know. Like, honestly, I think um, I think maybe a little bit of both. I think some people might be able just to ease into it, you know, ease into using that new language. Um, but then I also think, you know, there has been this, sense, this level of indoctrination that has happened within the church as it relates to the the gender of God um, to where just the, establishing that fatherly role just might feel a little bit more natural. And it, I, I, mm-hmm. it, it takes me back to the movie, um, in the book, I read the book first, but the movie, The Shack, and how God was represented as a woman in the yeah, in the and in the movie, but it was what he needed, you mm-hmm. know, it was that part, so he needed that type of energy, that feminine energy almost, or that, that womanly energy from God on, for his healing journey, Um, and so when I think about, like, Father God or Mother God, I think just to even have the options open will allow for whatever energy maybe is necessary for someone's journey or healing, um, just to have that infiltrate them. Because it can be, you know, it can be a little bit different for different people, depending on where they are. So,
1: yeah, I like that. Just when I, so even I've been in spaces where we say mother, mother, God, father, God, And it is very, very comforting in a way that I didn't even know that I needed. You know, it's like, oh, yes, can we like step out of the box, right? And then I also think about people who don't have um, healthy, you know, earthly relationships with either, right? And how it can just be so limiting with if we're only box, if we're boxing in God, period, right? (laughs)
2: Just across yeah. the board <laughs> yeah
1: so one thing that stands out oh to god. me is just using that different different language is one thing that i heard you say lauren just using different language mm-hmm.
2: oh you can just say like god can be god and whatever that means for you if the language piece is too much um it's too difficult you know or just not sitting well just let god be god um Cause he is right. It's the, I am, I am, and whatever else is needed behind the, I am. Um, And so just always going back to that.
0: Yeah. And even in explaining that, that God could be mother, you just said yeah. he is. Because yeah. it's, because it's, so, it's so yeah, I, yeah. ingrained.
2: It is, yeah, it is ingrained. Yeah. It is, it
1: is ingrained. so
2: ingrained.
0: Something I've been working on actively is every time I, I, frame god as he as i go back and just talk about god as god without mm-hmm. he or she pronouns uh mm-hmm. and sometimes i have you know prayed to mother god because mm-hmm. i think that's I'm, I'm praying to the same entity right uh that has that energy and sometimes you need to, you need that motherly energy more than fatherly energy and and, and to destiny's point uh, i'm sure y'all both know from therapy with both men and women that, that so many people have hiccups with their earthly parents. And usually, um, not always, but there's often, Mm -hmm. there's often more of a hang up with one more than the other. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of women that specifically I've found have a lot of issues with the idea of father God. And when you start to reframe mother God, um, sometimes that can just open up a whole new, new world for them. And, and the opposite's true with, with men too, as, Mm -hmm. as, uh, a lot of men have issues with their, their moms and, and, and on top of the indoctrination of so much of, of, of the language of God being all male, all masculine, and then the, the fear of femininity with, with, men and masculinity, uh, on top of that makes it really hard to, uh, even allow space for a mother God or divine yeah, feminine energy. Um, so yeah, I've just noticed that.
1: And I'm even thinking now, like, um, individuals that struggle with like that toxic masculinity, how, you know, even being invited to refer to God as mother. Like I could just see that being so fruitful. You know, if I had more time, of course, with the individual I was speaking with, it would have been a great conversation piece. But um I think even like the fact that it makes us uncomfortable, like that's even like worthy of leaning into and Gosh. like, why are we doing that? Like, and then why does it the thought of God as a woman—why <laughs> does that bother me? <laughs> you know, and um, just really expanding our our thinking and our minds, and just stepping away from it
2: mm-hmm. as we reimagine. Helpful. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. It's to explore it, right? But then it goes back to what TJ was saying too. Maybe some of the discomfort is because we have been we have elevated patriarchy so much yeah and then you know the like you know woman is less less than so right when I begin to think of the great I am as the less than right um mm. so that might be where there is um what's the word like a just some confusion internal confusion right going on
1: oh my gosh and y'all I have to bring up the election because like, I really feel like some stuff did not get like come to the surface in this major way into like some of the election stuff, you know? And I just feel like I'm even coming into a new awareness of different things within the Mm -hmm. Western church and all that comes along with that. And, but one thing that I gather is like, you know, white presidents white men right and it wasn't until that was like being challenged that all this other stuff come up like no it can't be a black person because white is better you know no it can't be a woman because men are better you know I remember even hearing conversations around you know it can't be a woman because of the hormones right and (laughs) And, and all these different things, which is, you know, still puts women in this inferior place, right? It's yeah,
2: different.
0: that that actually came out a lot and was actively being debated on national news television many times. I, I heard that alluded to the the fear of, you know, having the nuclear arms codes uh, in the hands of a woman who might still. <laughs> be under the influence of her monthly cycle and be prone to mood swings and, and how oh that might be, goodness. that might be, you know, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. Like there's yeah, no okay. other checks and balances and
2: yes, That's and you're going to blow up
0: somebody just because you're PMS and right How how right. ridiculous is that in reality? And
2: but. then it's like, we know that there are checks and balances in place too, but we also know, let's just be very clear statistically speaking <laughs> those who are not as necessarily in touch with all the parts of themselves um, tend to be a touch more emotionally unstable or to not have emotional regulation i'll put it that way and that ain't that really doesn't have much to do with the female gender that's all, <laughs> that's all yeah saying.
0: well 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 yeah. the men's been them. running the place and causing all the wars and doing all the crappy stuff for thousands of years. So maybe it's more the fear of wanting to hand off the all the crappiness that we can do to someone else to let them have a play at
2: it. <laughs> I just think that there is just something beneficial about the balance. There's just Hello. something beneficial about the balance that I think, you know, that we see play out in government how there is not a balance of men and women in the, you know, leadership places in government. Um, and then, you notice even within the church, there is not a balance, you know, women can run the kids ministry, you know, they can do the youth classes, um, but to call, have them, you know, find space and stand on the stage and and teach, not just, you know, when there's a women's conference going on at the church, right, but um, consistently having someone teach. Um, that's it's extremely rare, extremely rare here,
0: and it's it's very progressive in the evangelical church for sure. there there are a few denominations that are kind of coming around to to having more women pastors and lead pastors teaching pastors. But it's very much on the progressive liberal side of things for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, a lot of that is because of how people have interpreted reformed theology and Um, the roles of women as they were outlined in kind of the Pauline churches of the first century. But you have to also understand that those two things, so what was running in parallel was Mary Magdalene and a lot of ladies who were actually uh, high up, and, and some people argue that you know Mary Magdalene was was just as close to Jesus as any of the disciples and so a lot of the disciples were even jealous of how close that she was mm-hmm. um and and a lot of that probably uh I mean we can only speculate now cuz so much of the history's kind of uh fallen to time but a lot of that and the patriarchy that was even in those times can can explain a lot of why those women weren't as promoted up at least in in the way that history remembers them um but also paul paul was working in a patriarchal society having to deal with the politics and the social structures of the times just trying to get the messages out there and Mm -hmm. and and try and let the messages kind of inform the hearts and gradually change and shift culture, and that that was really what the message of, of Jesus was was to be countercultural, um, mm-hmm. and to let people kind of know that there is an alternative way of being and doing things, and that's why he promoted up women, that's why he said, you know, let the children come to me. He was always, he was always lifting up the other you know, the, mm. the, the people that, that were forgotten on the side of the road, or maybe culturally they were othered by, exactly. by
2: and othered. Uh, yeah.
0: And that's, that's still what we, we, we do because that's what people do.
1: Hello. And I even, so I'm coming right off of this corporate training. Right. And, and of course, I know I've shared with you guys how I've been craving more diverse spaces and just wanting, you know, to to have that in a faith community, right? So I told you guys that one day I was like sitting in the room and I'm seeing literally people from every walk of life, um every different age, gender, ethnicity, socioeconomic class, like everything was just right there and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is it." Like this is beautiful, and we were there, of course, around some shared values and things of that nature. Different belief systems, right? I'm even at a space where I I want diverse, even as it relates to faith traditions and beliefs, you know. And I know that that's kind of like super duper out of the box, and I'm, maybe that's why we even started this. Event of can it even be, you know, can it be? But one thing that was standing out to me was how in that organizational meeting, one thing that we kept talking about was how the management needed to be diverse, right? Like that was kind of like, we're all rallying together and we're making this argument that, hey, you know, if we're gonna be in this space and we're gonna do this work, the people that are in upper management need to um, reflect a diverse group right and so I was like yeah we can do that in our jobs right we do that in the places we work depends some of us do some of us just go to work and then just go home right but some of us do you know get in there and it's like let's make some change right but why don't we do that within a church organization you know like when because it's it's like common practice in like organizations right so you can have that diversity you can have different viewpoints and it makes for a healthier organization how about that within a church what do y'all think
0: yeah i I think it should definitely be that way i mean even in the culture and in the corporate world, there's still what they call glass ceiling, right? Women are still, uh, there's less women in leadership versus men in leadership. And typically they're paid lesser than their male counterparts that has shifted some over the last 20 years, but it's still a wide gap from being equal. and, Mm -hmm. And that's something that we should still continue to work towards actual income equality and and paying equally for equal services. And I just think it's it's such a gradual shift. It's like we didn't wake up and this was the way it was. This is the way it's been for thousands of years. And even with different regime changes and different cultures and different ruling parties and different political systems, we've still somehow co-opted this idea of subjugation of women to men and being less than it has just been baked into culture for thousands of years. And I just wonder, you know, what does that do to, to the image of, of women and their own self concept? Um, Cause I can only speculate. I, I can see what I've noticed in kids and stuff and self-esteem issues or, different things and i do think it's it is shifting with this newer generation but a lot of it's a lot of it's just the total blissful unawareness of of what Mm -hmm. the system has been and still continues to be on the upper levels uh i do see more female confidence and stuff coming with this kind of generation z um
1: female confidence uh, okay tj i like that and and better
0: mental health too I think yeah. overall actually no, valuing like that
1: valuing it. Yeah.
0: Well, what do y'all I think? Even... I, I can only speak to what I've seen. I haven't grown up a woman, so I don't, I don't know what those baked in ideas are.
1: So I I would love to share, like, I, I know that I am probably not the, tra- I know I'm not the traditional woman. Let me just say that. Um, I even remember being a child and wanting to go and do things that my boy cousins were doing and being told that I couldn't, you know, because I was Mm -hmm. a girl, um, which was whatever. But I was raised by my dad primarily. So I know that has a lot to do with, you know, who I am, because my dad never did the whole, you're a girl, you can't do this. My dad always was just really affirming and you know, you're, he always reminded me of who I am. I'm a leader and, you know, which I can see over the course of my life has made me very bold in different situations. And I do use my voice. And until of course I was, I went through a weird phase of, I was told not to use my voice. So, um, of course, you know, we had to teeter back and forth in that, but As I continue to get, you know, as I continue to get older, and I kept looking at around at what society was telling me I should do, and you know what the church was telling me I should be, and you know even individuals telling me I wasn't this, you know, and I'm not this, and you're not this enough, and da da da, because of the expectations of a woman, you know, it really began to be really confusing. Um, so I begin to ask a lot of questions, you know, whether it be to other females, of course, asking God, like, what is this stuff? <laughs> you know, like where is this coming from? You know, that a woman is to whatever. Um, but my takeaway is that it comes way more from religious spaces, it comes way more from society and way less from God.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All of that, all of that, way more from society, way less from God. This the limitations and the um, the impressions of what women should be, right? Um, because what I what I read, like scripturally wise, and then what I hear in prayer time um, is almost like counter to what society says women are or how society even treats. Um, women, which is, which, I mean, it lets me know that, that there's a shift that's bound to happen because if he's speaking it to me, then he's speaking it to others, right? Like as Destiny was saying, like it's what she's been hearing, what she sees too. And so I think the more that we as women lean in to what God says about us, um, about who we are, then I think that's going to probably continue this women empowerment movement that's taken place. Because what I'm seeing, TJ, as you were talking about it earlier, is that there's been a lot of self-reflection. So there mm-hmm. has been more of, um, it's not working. Whatever society is saying or whatever culture is speaking, it's not working for me. So what what do I need to do now? And there's been a lot of shifting in that regard, so, which I think is why we're seeing a lot more women move out of. I wouldn't even say like traditional roles, but um, but out of. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Let's see. Like a barrier covering almost. Or like a blockade. I'm kind of letting the that open up a little bit more. So we're finally kind of seeing a little bit of truth. And I think when we walk in that truth, that's that is when. That is when things become extremely more powerful. That's when things become a lot more real. And that's when we can contribute a lot more. To this society and to this culture once we're stepping outside of what people have told us we should be or how we're supposed to behave and all the shoulds that are being placed on women in today's society
1: the shoulds yeah yeah the shoulds then i I do think it was early helpful early on too that my dad told me that i was different so that Mm -hmm. i remember like being really really young he always told me i was different So and it and it wasn't ever a thing that made me feel bad. It was kind of something I was like, oh, I'm different. You know, so yeah, if everybody else does this, I don't have to do that because I'm different, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I do I do think that's been like a saving grace at times. Um to not to succumb, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think that's helpful. Anything that that can elevate your own self-image because because so, so much of, of what we do comes out of the image that we construct for ourselves and that society and our parents and the people that speak into our lives construct for ourselves really in those first seven years of life as our mm-hmm. brain develops the most that it ever does in any other era of life. And the same thing goes with our spiritual systems. So so much of, of what we construct as, as the foundations of our spirituality happens in those first seven years of life, uh, self-image, identity, um, sense of self-esteem, like are we confident or are we not confident in ourselves and our abilities, so much of that is just the interplay of of the people they're speaking into our lives do they Mm. make us feel like it's safe to try new things do they make us feel like the world is a scary place and Mm. you're going to get you know dinged for doing anything staying out of line what are the lines so much of those first seven years is is building the sandbox that later in life you're going to have to deconstruct and realize that there actually is no sandbox we just, <laughs> we just needed the sandbox to s- step into in a healthy way into development and it is a stage of yeah. development it's just so many people don't ask the right questions early enough to kind of push themselves out of that stage of development so we, we want to keep our spirituality specifically uh so much in those kid your phases.
1: Oh, that's good. So good. Keeps us majorly limited.
0: But also too, I think in order to empower women to, to have more safe spaces, to be able to ask these questions and not feel like there's going to be repercussions and stuff. There needs to be more men, Especially men in positions of power who have stages, who have opportunities to promote women to do just that—to come along, be be allies, and realize that yes, this is partnership—and model it for other men. Specifically, mm-hmm. how can how can we come alongside uh, our women? Because women also typically think so much differently than men <laughs> and there's so many there's so many helpful things in any area of life be it business um uh, the work of the church any of these things that that we we need strong Hello. empowered female voices and if we haven't done the work of empowering uh our females who have those gifts and have those abilities to lead and to lead well, then we're, we're handicapping ourselves as a culture on so many different platforms.
1: Mm. And look at you, TJ, right here with two women. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. You better (laughs) elevate our voices. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you, TJ, was this your plan all along?
0: I don't know. I just do the steps that come in front of me and seem to make sense. So
1: one day at a time. Where we are.
0: One step at a time.
1: I'm so grateful for you for doing your piece.
0: Yes. We need more. We need more people to be willing to be uncomfortable. I mean, most, (laughs) most men I know would not sit in a conversation and try and give so much of the floor to two women talking about the issues of patriarchy and that (laughs) that that says that says more about who those people are Mm -hmm. and where they are at in their process of awakening and spiritual awakening uh because anytime you feel that discomfort uh Usually says something about you and the experiences you've been through, and there's some unprocessed things that need to process out. Uh, I feel like I'm, I I still got tons of stuff to process. Don't get me wrong, but hello, but but I'm not, I'm not threatened by strong women. In fact, I'm, I've always kind of um, felt like I need to come alongside. Strong women, because strong women will will get you to places you need to go, and and have difficult conversations, they have all the things that we all enjoy doing because we know it it steers, it in some small way, we can steer culture, we can steer the conversation, we can affect change, but it only comes through partnership with like minded people who are different from each other.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <clears throat> like-minded who are different yeah
1: so lauren i d- now i just feel like this has been we have shifted from the the weird patriarchy stuff to like women empowerment so like mm-hmm. what would you say to any i don't know what would you say to a woman who maybe has had some of the thoughts and questions and challenges that we have
2: oh my goodness if you are um stronger than you can even imagine Oof. You're stronger than you can imagine. You're more creative than you could have even th- thought. you could be, um, and that your individuality is what we need. Right? and so I think what what most important is I think when we hear you know the verse of, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That would be one thing that I would say. And I would be, I would heavily emphasize, do not conform to the patterns of this world, right? Um, And that way we can remember that who we are in God's image is all we need to ever concern ourselves with being. So good. So good.
1: Okay, well, I think that's a wrap. What y'all think?
0: I wanted your, uh, your last closing thoughts too, Destiny. Mm-hmm. I
1: would, I would share, um, to a woman that you are made in the image of God. The image of God is you.
2: Mm-hmm. And I don't know if
1: that, that's always just spoken directly to one, to a woman, but, um, that is what I would want to say. That's what I'm saying.
0: And I would just say that uh, no matter who you are, no matter how you identify, gender-wise, sex-wise, male, female, you're equally uh, important. You're equally loved by God. You're equally a part of this divine mystery that is existence and the kingdom of God. And you should have every equal right to be loved and be respected and have every equal opportunity to step into the fullness of your purpose for your being in this world. Mm. And anywhere where any of us see opportunities where that is not happening, we should get curious about why and, and how we can bridge those gaps in whatever small ways that we can because that's the only way the world heals and and really it's an awakening to what the reality already is right yes in in christ it even says in the bible there is no male and female hello so we just need to get people to live into the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of god right now not waiting for a divine revelation to come outside of this existence i believe god come to change now too and he changes it through people like you and whoever's listening Uh love it so
1: good so good until next time This has been
0: another episode of Reimagine Faith. Find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Give us a like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Let us know uh, what conversations you might like us to tackle next. Uh, We will respond to your comments.